Content presented on the following podcast is for information purposes only. The views and opinion expressed from host and caregivers are solely given based on the experiences of the individuals involved. Because each person is so unique, always consult your physician, physical or occupational therapist for medical and fitness advice. Are you struggling to help your aging parents or disabled spouse to do everyday personal care tasks? Are you concerned about them falling or you injuring yourself? What is the task that is so difficult for you to help them to do? You are not alone. We can help. Finding a Foothold is a weekly podcast show that invites you to call in and tell us your challenge. Here, you can receive practical tips and strategies from an occupational therapist and from other caregivers like yourself. And here is your host, Consuela Marshall. Hello, this is Consuela, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Finding a Foothold. So glad that you have tuned in this week. And this week is a caregiver highlight episode where I get to highlight a recent case that I've had an opportunity to work with and share some of the inside story of the struggles that a caregiver is having. And on this episode, I'll get to step into the life of Mr. Milton and share with you the struggles that he experienced as he assumed the role of the primary caregiver to his wife. So let me tell you a little bit about their story. Mr. Milton and his wife, they have been married 55 years. So yay, great for that. And they are both 75 years old. And they've been through a lot of ups and downs together. They have three children, seven grandchildren, and they're currently living in a small three-bedroom house with a housekeeper who comes over once a week to assist with uh, major cleaning. Mr. Milton is still driving. His wife was not driving, and they were getting along pretty good. Now, as I got to know them, I discovered that they do have a daughter who lives in town, but they are not on the best of terms with her. She does come to see them from time to time, but oftentimes the visits are very tense, and they are having a difficult time with that relationship. So just just a little found foundation for their story. So cute, cute couple. They are just precious. But look, this is what happened. Wife, over a couple of weeks, she had three falls, nothing broken, but was starting to get really sore and stiff and was starting to now have some hallucinations. So she was taken to the ER and luckily nothing very serious other than she had a major bladder infection. So while I say nothing serious, uh, I mean, they were thinking the worst of the worst, but it was a bladder infection and she was dehydrated. So those two combinations had really done a number on the wife. And she was in the hospital for three days where she was starting to feel better. It had just some bedside therapy where they would get her up, sit her in the chair, walk her to the door of the room and back, but nothing extensive. But she had stayed her course in the hospital and now it was time to transition to another place. Well, wife did not qualify for rehab. The option of going into inpatient rehab to continue her therapy was not an option for her. The insurance had refused the 
inpatient rehab stay. So the other option that then becomes available is skilled nursing care. So arrangements were being made for her to receive skilled nursing care at a nursing home that was across the street from the hospital. Well, that did not go as smoothly as planned because when wife learned that she would be placed in the nursing home to receive the skilled nursing care, she refused. And despite the husband's encouragement, the social worker's encouragement, the daughter's insistence that she go to the skilled nursing facility at the nursing home, wife refused. So the only option then was that she she come home with home health services. So she did come home with home health services and she received those services where she got minimal home therapy. The home health therapy was very helpful. She was able to walk a little bit easier and they had taught her some of the basic things about getting in and out of bed, how to use the walker in the home, but the amount of home health services was very limited and soon husband was home as the primary caregiver for the wife. And this is when I entered the case of working with Mr. Milton. Now, Mr. Milton was very disappointed that his wife did not go to skilled nursing facility. The struggles that they were now having resulted in having to increase the amount of work that it required for Mr. Milton to take care of her. Whereas before she was an occasional user of a cane for walking, she was slow in walking, but she was independent and she did everything by herself. She was able to do small amounts of cooking. They had Meals on Wheels that provided some of the meals for them. And they had the housekeeper that would typically do one or two meals for them a week. So basically, they were very functional prior to her going into the hospital. So now, having returned home, things were very difficult. While they still had the hired caregiver who came in and assisted with cleaning and still did the cooking, Mr. Milton was doing the bulk of everything. He was helping her with some episodes of incontinence where she was just not able to move fast enough to go to the bathroom on time. She was having accidents there and he was having to do more house cleaning in between the caregiver because of the incontinence. And he was also having to oversee her getting in and out of the tub and overseeing just different aspects of keeping up the home life that he had never done before. So as a result, he had a lot of fatigue. He was starting to get some back pain. And he was also experiencing some some flare-up of a hip issue that he had sustained an injury years ago. So he was really struggling to keep everything together and he was really resentful of the fact that his wife refused to go to the skilled nursing facility prior to getting home. Okay, so I want to do a little quick pause right there in their story to just explain what that skilled nursing services is. The skilled nursing service is a wonderful way to extend your nursing or therapy services outside of the hospital setting. When these services are administered inside of the hospital, they come at a very high cost. And to continue these services, if they can be put into another location, inpatient rehab would be the best solution. But because of the amount of weaknesses 
and limitations that the wife had, she did not meet the criteria to be able to undergo three hours of therapy a day at the intensity that you would need in order to qualify for the rehab services. So wife was given the option of skilled nursing services. And yes, some of the skilled nursing services are provided inside the physical building of the nursing home. You are not technically a resident of the nursing home. You are actually a resident of the skilled nursing facility, which is inside of a nursing home. And it is a wonderful option. I mean, they have good and bad of everything, but in the right setting, you will still get the great intense occupational speech and physical therapy that you would receive on the inpatient rehab unit. Okay. So that's skilled nursing, but wife refused. So after meeting Mr. Milton and meeting the wife, well, it turns out there were sort of two reasons why she didn't want to go into the skilled nursing facility. One being her mom passed away at a nursing home and she had memories of some unfair treatment that her, her mom had in a nursing home. And she felt if she went to the nursing home, she would be treated poorly and that her husband would not get her out. Uh, she would be permanently placed in the nursing home. And Another thing that she added was while in the hospital, she did learn of a big argument that her husband and her daughter had had. And she was afraid that if she was not home to help be that go-between between her husband and the daughter, that her husband would be in over his head with the daughter and she didn't want things to get out of hand. So she felt that if she didn't come home right away, that things would not go well for her husband because of her daughter. And in hearing this, Mr. Milton was shocked. And, and he tried to encourage her even then that the disagreements that he often has with the daughter not, are not new, that he's had those with her before and he's able to take care of himself and that she should not have allowed that to interfere with her getting better. So I'm now on the case. And there's just things that we started to look at and explore from first thing in the morning to throughout the day and just how we can make changes in the environment to make things easier for her. And, and even me being in contact with the hired caregiver and talking through some roles that she could assume and getting them to talk together and looking at the cost of her being able to do additional things that she was actually willing to do. So, so we just started to look at things and we, and we discussed at length with wife that husband does have limitations and this need to always control him and manipulate him to do things when she wanted them done and to get upset when he wasn't ready to do them. Oh, if he was just tired, we had to like sort of unpeel some of that too, that it is not always about the care recipient. The care recipient does not get the right not to be inconvenienced. They don't have the right to just disregard the well-being of the one who's taking care of them. And that was another layer that we had to, to talk about because it was a real concern for him. He was resentful and he was angry because he was being overwhelmed by this abundance of requests that she was making upon him. So to how we were able to just walk through some of the things. We were able to come up with the schedule, making things reasonable for her and him. 
And number one was the toileting. We had to agree that the bedside commode had to be placed next to the bed. So I did some training on setting up the location, made a recommendation for a bar to be put in for her to hold on to during the transfer. We looked at the proper use of the disposable briefs and insisting that if she is to continue the toilet, that it has to be at bedside for now, at least during the night. And maybe during the day when it is a non-urgent need to go to the bathroom, that then she'll be, she can have the opportunities to walk there. And we also looked at her at least getting in the wheelchair in the time of urgency. And she just can't wait that she would roll up to the bathroom and then she can walk into the bathroom. So we, we sort of worked a lot through the toileting aspects and her pride in not wanting to wear undergarments, not wanting to use the bedside commode and just say, you know what, you're being unreasonable. He cannot tolerate all of the physical activity that you're demanding on him. And just saying, no, these, this is just the way it's going to be for now. And as your strength improves, then you can go back to some of the things that you were doing before. So we looked at the toileting. We looked at the dressing. And these are the things you can do for yourself. He should not be doing these things for you. And walking through the things that she should be doing for herself when does she need to call him for help and him working on the things that require her to have a little bit more balance he's right there to hold on to her and then we just walk through different things in the house we looked at where she should be sitting what places she should not be sitting so that she doesn't have to call him for assistance with getting out of certain chairs and we looked at the bathing the bathing was a biggie she still had a lot of restrictions on the caregiver being able to bathe her instead of her husband. So with some training with the caregiver, and she didn't need a whole lot, we were able to walk through that process of these are the things that need to be in place. Yes, this is how you do it. And the caregiver assumed the role of the bathing. So she did the bathing. So that was out of the husband's hands. He didn't have to do that. And on the days when she needed a bath between the sponge bathing, that's the way to do it. It is not safe for you and your husband to be doing this together. We looked at options. Uh, we knew right away that the, and they did not want the daughter brought into the picture. They wanted to keep her at bay. They didn't have an awful relationship. It wasn't the worst, but it wasn't the greatest. And they felt that the less involved in the personal care of the, of the mom, the better. So she was not made part of that process. You know, things were still challenging for Mr. Milton when we finished, but you know, just to wrap this case up, it, it's, it's an eye-opener into the life of a caregiver that it is not just the physical limitations that make or break the caregiving process. It is a big part of it, and Mr. Milton needed a lot of help. I mean, he's 75, and he's doing a whole lot of things. He wasn't that active before. He didn't do any yard work, didn't do anything physical, but he could take care of himself. He could drive, you know, but being thrown into all of this lifting and carrying and he's up and down every hour because his wife was calling him nonstop. They were taking a wear and tear on him. So in the end, I am pleased to say we made a lot of progress. You know, and back to my point of being, it is more than the physical. When you're looking at the backstory, just a backdrop of why people think the way they think, and with, and you know, and I can understand why she didn't want to go to school nursing, but at the same time, she missed out on an opportunity that would probably have saved them a lot of struggles. 
So as of today, things are very well. I'm so grateful that they did have a caregiver in their home who initially was just doing cooking and cleaning type of things, but she was willing to learn and she really was very knowledgeable about how to now start to work hands-on with the wife so that the husband's workload could be decreased. Okay, um, so if you can identify with any of the things discussed today, if not now, but in the future, you hear the term skilled nursing facility, nursing home, do some work, do some investigation, talk to people who've been in the skilled nursing facilities. They have some great ones out there. In a skilled nursing facility, it doesn't cost, it's covered under your Medicare. So it's not like a cost to you to get into or have the skilled nursing services. In fact, every health plan has a certain number of days of skilled nursing a year. Okay. Well, look, I hope you could identify with something in this story that you can pull out and you can use it for yourself. Just different options that can be available as you are transitioning into a new role of caregiver. There is no instruction manual. And if there is one, it will, it's different. It is different for every single person because it comes with a different backdrop. <laughs> This story is different because of the experiences that people have had, because of the dynamics of family relationships, and just due to the unique situations of our life, of our home environments, that it is all different stories. So I thank you again for listening to this episode of Finding a Foothold, where we got to highlight Mr. Milton's story, where he opened the door into his life and was open and honest about the needs that he had and how we were able to work together to lighten that load he had. And tune in again next week, and we'll go back to taking some calls from our call-in line next week. And every other week, we will highlight a caregiver's story. And we just hope that you will continue to tune in. And thank you so much. And I'll see you again next week. And just remember, Finding a Foothold cares about how you give care. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Finding the Foothold podcast. I hope you found information helpful for your situation and you're beginning to envision yourself as a successful caregiver. Remember, you cannot do this alone. So if you have a question to ask or a word of encouragement for another caregiver, I encourage you to call in by visiting the findingafoothold.com website and using the call in button. You can find this podcast on our website and on all the major podcast streaming sites. We also ask that you share our podcast with others who are also navigating this challenging caregiving journey. Join us again next time. Finding a Foothold cares about how you give care.